listener production. Why did our share market just have its worst day in a month? And which company provided evidence of a pickup in the travel industry? Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Craig. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Craig, we're back again, and unfortunately, the market has not celebrated our return today. The largest decline in a month, first fall we've had in a week as well. The ASX 200 down 96 points, or 1.3%, and it means we're back to 7,354. What did you make of the declines today? Well, I suppose what you would attribute to is to Fitch, blame it on Fitch downgrading the US credit rating, sovereign credit rating. And indeed, we did see weakness across the Asia region today, but there there weren't any convincing reasons to be buying today, plenty of convincing reasons to sell. Vertigo being towards the top of the band again, not far from record highs. And really, the the lead-in from the United States and Europe wasn't overly convincing. So uh, we didn't get a positive guidance. I think the Dow was up, but the broader market and the NASDAQ were, were lower. Yeah, I think that's a nice summary. And basically, we've been closing in on record levels. We hit five-month highs in the past week, and we've got pretty close to it again in the last couple of days. We got to within 2.1% actually of mm. a record high at one point yesterday. And the last time we hit a record was in mid-2021. And since then, we got about close to those levels on three occasions. And each time we did so, the market got a little nervy and started to actually drop back. So it's not unusual to see markets a little shaky when it does so, when there are plenty of reasons perhaps to see markets drop back with risks and uncertainties about interest rates still not totally out of the way. Yeah, perhaps we should be talking to the chartists. Now, I'm not mm. a chartist, but the, the fact that it's tried a number of times yep. and been rejected at the high sometimes that can mean something in chart terms. So that's something for, for homework, but for our listeners, they, they might go and have a look and see what the charters are saying about the market. Absolutely. And we should touch on Fitch. So we mentioned Fitch at the outset. This is one of the big three major credit rating agencies around the world. And basically, it was the first downgrade on the US on US debt by one of the big three since Standard & Poor's did the same back in 2011. So I guess it's a big deal in, in on that front. But many were calling this a move, perhaps a political one, or maybe a little strange as far as the timing goes. Was there a reaction from the market? There didn't seem to be a reaction from the market. I, I suppose what tends to happen in these sorts of times, there is a flight to quality, and uh, the US dollar tends to actually get a boost rather than just sort of getting pushed down. So the Aussie dollar was weaker today, substantially weaker against the, the greenback. But in terms of bond yields, you know, so the bond market really you know, so took it in its stride. And as far as the US share market goes, I mean, this announcement came out after the close of the yes. US market. Yeah. So they'll have a chance to respond to that later on this evening. And futures are showing that they might come under a little bit of pressure when it opens. So these agency ratings basically show how likely a borrower is to to default on their responsibilities to pay back uh, their debt. So we'll wait and see what happens. But basically, Fitch seemed to be unhappy in part on the way that the US government, um, the whole debt ceiling schmozzle we had in the last couple of months when the US came close to running out of cash to pay its bills. And then at that 11th hour, they basically got things across the line and everything was hunky-dory. But I guess markets have been a bit nervous about that at the time they were anyway. Well, last time we saw a downgrade in US debt was similarly after you know, the debt ceiling yep. yesterday issues. Uh, so similar sort of um, issues this time around. Um, but um, 
Yeah, no, it, it gets down to governance, according to, to Fitcher. It gets down to the ongoing fiscal weakness and the expectation that the, the fiscal situation is not going to get any better anytime soon. And across the market, the share market today, we did see losses across all 11 sectors. Um, and in fact, we had uh, some declines in excess of 1% for many of those. In fact, seven of the 11 sectors were down by more than 1%. And nine in every 10 companies on the market fell. So really broad sell-off across the share market. There wasn't just one or two sectors that did uh, that did most of the damage. Yeah, no, you'd have to be scratching away to, to be able to find uh, some of the stocks which were higher. We, we do have got some of the stocks which were higher today, but um, uh, they, they were amongst the few rather than amongst the many. Let's start with uh, one of the winners then. Well, Hello World, it's the travel booking agent and... Um, it's basically upped its its guidance in terms of profit. So it says for for the last financial year that the underlying profit is now likely to be somewhere between forty two and forty five million dollars. Now last year or the prior year it was a ten point six million dollar loss. Uh, so certainly they've seen an improvement there. Um, in terms of the total transaction value, uh, twenty uh, two point five six billion dollars up hundred and thirty eight percent on on the, the prior year. They've also made some comments about uh, leisure demand. It continues to hold up strongly in the Hello World's words in Australia and New Zealand. But while outbound travel from the United States and Europe continues to improve, from the Asia region, it's it's somewhat slow. So um, positive in terms of Hello World provided a boost um, uh, to its share price uh, today amongst uh, a lot of red ink rather than green ink. Yeah, and it joins the likes of Flight Centre and Corporate Travel Management in the last uh, few weeks that have also upgraded their their guidance. Basically, there's a bit more optimism that um, things have gone quite well in that whole travel space. So they've been some of the, the best performers. Actually, Flight Centre last month was one of the standout performers on the Australian share market. But uh, a stock that went in the other direction today um, with most of them, 90% of them, was EVT Limited, fell about 4%. So this is the group that operates Threadbow, the Threadbow Ski Resort, hotels like Ridges, but also event cinemas as well. Mm. And today a broker downgraded its expectations for the company. They seemed a little worried about the cinemas business, uh, broadly speaking, moving forward because in part it thinks that U.S. writers and, and actors strike could potentially adversely impact the, the box office in the next couple of years. Of course, this is going to depend on how long this lasts. It was certainly one of the big losers today. Yes. Now we could uh, turn our attention to Coden. The Coden Group is basically a technology solutions firm and it's um, pretty much a global business as well. And uh, they've announced the 100% acquisition of Eagle Nuco in the, the UK. Now, Eagle uh, is a leading software supplier uh, to the emergency services, the public safety and the control room services in, in the UK. Um, $22 million is believed to, to be the, the price that um, Coden Group uh, paid. Uh, it basically expects that it'll have to put another $3 million in terms of setup costs in, in the year one, the financial year 24. But by year two, it should be providing a significant boost to, to underlying yes, earnings. So, And that was positive in terms of... Um, Coden Group share, share price. And we're right at the start of the profit reporting season. You know, It does take a while for, for things to ramp up as far as the number of companies that will mm. be telling investors how they're doing. But we heard today from BWP Trust, it fell about 3.5%. This is Bunnings' landlord, and its property portfolio is worth about $3 billion. Now, it fell today. It essentially, with its earnings, said that revenues were up. Profits, if we include 
things like gains and losses on its investment portfolios mm. went down 92.5%. And that's a reason why when we look at the, the results, sometimes they strip those out because it can really complicate, um, you know, I guess looking under the bonnet, as Tom Petrovsky often likes mm -hmm. to say. <laughs> but basically not including that, profits were only down by about 1%, but mm. shares were down probably just following the rest of the market down today as well. Yeah, I think the the valuations aspect is going to be a you know, sort of key focus over the earnings period. You know, we're going to have to watch that fairly carefully, particularly across the you know, the real estate sector. One of the best performers, I guess you could say, it's a stock that improved. Institute Pivot. Yeah, it's uh, the reports that it's finalising the sale of its fertilizer business to the Indonesian state-owned company Pupak Kaltim. Now, this is an uh, Australian Financial Review report. Uh, that there's a $1.5 billion deal that's going to be had. Now, Intertech had been thinking for, for some time in, in terms of its fertiliser business, whether to demerge or yesterday undergo a sale. Um, so we'll have to follow this one through, as I say, you know, so it gets off a media report. Yeah, exactly. So there seems to be nothing official from, uh, from Intertech Pivot itself uh, yet. Um, but also we heard from uh, West Gold Resources today, it fell 9%. So the gold mine didn't do particularly well. It actually flagged lower cost and increased gold production goals for next year, but or 2024. The market didn't seem to really uh, respond much to that. And AGL uh, was also down about 5% today. A broker cut its rating on the company and also its price target. So where they think the share price might be in 12 months' time. So they put this mainly on their expectations that profits could be dropping, I guess, in, in coming years. Indeed. Looking forward, uh, Mr. James, we've got a few things of note in the United States tonight. What will you be looking at? Well, the ADP survey is the forerunner of the non-farm payrolls. So we, we have it out on the Wednesday and then on the Friday in the United States, we have the non-farm payroll figures. It's not always precise yep. what happens with ADP, a, a measure of private sector payrolls, what happens with the non-farm payrolls or the broader employment that we see in the United States. So uh, we'll take it on, on board and um, uh, see you know, sort of what, it, what it shows. But um, um, yeah, most uh, economists and analysts you know, sort of know that there's not a one-for-one -one correlation there. Yeah, and that will be out before the US uh, market um, opens tonight. Jobs tip to lift maybe by around that 200, 210,000. Yes. So, you know, when you get a number that is surprisingly strong or weak, then that can have markets thinking, what does this mean for the more influential, I guess, non-farms that we get on Friday? But we also get um, profit results from a handful of companies as well tonight, including Yum Brands, which is behind uh, KFC. Shopify, Qualcomm, uh, PayPal, Kraft, and Etsy. Yeah, there's some household names yeah. in there, isn't there? There's, there's a few. I mean, none that are probably going to move markets mm, mm. massively. That's going to be You're still waiting tomorrow. for Apple, with Apple yep. and Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Thursday night, Friday morning, that's when we're going to hear from Apple and Amazon. They're the two that are large enough to potentially move the S&P 500 and, and other indices as well. We also get an update tonight actually on oil inventories in the United States, which comes out weekly. And sometimes when there are signs that inventories are dropping more than expected or they're lifting more than expected in the US, you can see oil prices moving around a little, especially considering that last month we had such a strong lift in, in oil prices too. Yeah, now oil prices are very much a problem, child, I suppose, at the moment for global inflation. They're, they're moving higher rather than lower. And the expectation had been that... Uh, 
lower gasoline or petrol prices. It could influence the headline rate of inflation and drive inflation down to, to lower levels and uh, therefore affect inflationary expectations and be a, a positive influence. But um, uh, the Saudis, as well as um, the other producers in the OPEC Plus group, have been very successful in, in basically managing supply in relation to demand and prices have been held up. You know, so now above $80 a barrel, 81 for, for NYMEX, 84 for, for Brent. Um, uh, so um, it is a case, yeah, looking at these things like crude oil inventories is super important yes, in, the, in the current environment. Uh, of course, a higher oil price is great news for, for the energy producers. Uh, isn't such great news in terms of uh, consumers and uh, People have got to use the the, the fuel. It's yep. not just filling up the the petrol pump. It's the the fact that it affects food and distribution yep. services. Exactly. And th- tomorrow will be an update on retail trade as well, which might be one to to watch perhaps. Retail trade in Australia. We've already had the preliminary, yep. and um, uh, now we'll get the the June quarter. So we'll get the measure of prices that is happening in the retail sector and see what the the trend has been there. A little bit more detail in terms of that international trade uh, as well, exports and imports, you know, but basically we're doing okay. When you think about Australia, we're, we're sort of muddling along quite nicely. We've got an unemployment rate of 3.5%. That's not far off the best levels that we've seen in the order of 50 years. We've got a budget which is in surplus. People are still spending. People are still going overseas, apparently, according to um, Hello Travel, Hello World Travel, according to, to Flight Centre. And according to, to Qantas, so it's hardly you know, sort of a, a dreadful environment you know, sort of here in Australia. We've just got to get down that rate of inflation. That's true. Now I've got that uh, the Hello World Travel jingle in my head from my childhood <laughs> for some reason. Thank you very much, Craig, and we'll see what happens tonight and, and tomorrow. Thank you. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.